Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. I continue the series of Elevation and today I have a very special guest. Special because I've known him for about four years and I've been following his work. And um, we've never actually met, but hopefully that will all change very soon. I'm part of his tribe uh, called the Alchemy Tribe on Facebook and uh, a little bit about Matt. Matt is a purpose-driven entrepreneur and a leading international business strategist and brand architect. And he focuses on things like luxury, lifestyle, health and wellness, technology, fashion, arts and entertainment. And he helps build powerful, impactful brands and partners with others to do the same. And in the past, he's worked with some really prestigious brands like Louis Vuitton and um He's just doing some amazing work. That That's all I can say in a nutshell. Um, he has about 20 odd years experience in, in internet technology and all things digital. And he basically helps position brands and build a reputation for them, um, ensuring they have high visibility and scale. And through digital media brands like his own HDF magazine um, and also his Forbes featured podcast, The Hustle Sold Separately, he's managed to reach roughly 10.5 million people per month, which is incredible. Um, so I'm just going to leave it there and, and I, I think start having this conversation with Matt and he can tell you a lot more. So, Matt, welcome to Unplug with Annie on this series of Elevation, which I just think it's, it's just amazing how life happens and, and connects you to people. And you're one of those people who I've been following for so long. So it's absolutely amazing that you can do this. Uh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I just want to get straight into it, um, going into a bit about your journey, how HDF Magazine started, and how you started the, the podcast, Hustle Sold Separately as well. And did, did this kind of happen um, in sync with each other, or was it sort of one built momentum for the other? So if you can take us through the journey a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, one led into the other for sure. That's the mm -hmm. short answer. <laughs> HDF led into HSS. Yeah. Um, the, the start was um, a culmination of events that led up to me wanting to rewire and reprogram uh, myself and connect with the rest of the world at a more impactful, uh, purpose-driven way. Uh, what uh, experiences I had up until then were, were phenomenal, but I had a, a series of things that all happened at once that, you know, when you look back and you look at your, your life, uh, Later on, it's not so bad, but when they happen, you think like your whole world is just crumbled. And in a, and in a lot of ways, in an exterior sense, it really had. Like I, I'd lost like all of my contracts as a since I was a consultant. I lost a marriage. I, you know, um, actually shouldn't use the word lost. Um, they moved off my plate, right? They moved out of my world. Um, and so it just it 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 caught me. Um, that time of life caught me off guard to a point where I wanted to do something different, and. I wanted to talk to the rest of the world and I wanted to use a platform to do that. I also recognized that, um, you know, the marketing brain from me was also seeing a shift in um, how people were connecting. Uh, and uh, social media obviously is, a, is an amazing tool when used appropriately and, um, and web 2.0. And I, I knew that I wanted to connect with the rest of the world to build out my own distribution 
because when we have our own uh, or we have our, the audience attention and we have you know followers and subscribers and all that we have a lot more um, empowerment and control over uh, you know what we bring to the world and we have a relationship with those people so um, hustle and deal flow was was born mm -hmm. uh, so the name hustle and deal flow the the real terminology about it was hustle was for what I feel all entrepreneurial, passionate, artistic, or driven people have for something that they believe in, they're going to put in that that time and work. Mm -hmm. And deal flow is just a technically is a, um, a phrase that you see with venture capitalists um, when they have a bunch of you know, brands or companies come through their office that they believe in that they're going to you know help support. So entrepreneurs and their companies. The way the market understood it was, oh, I get it. Hustle, deal with it, and flow. And I'm like, <laughs> you know. Uh, and I didn't correct them because I feel that if, um, if, if the world uh, is still in alignment with your message, why correct them, right? So, yeah, so I created this uh, as a platform because I knew I wanted to, uh, you know, build out my own brands online. I wanted to bring back um, some things I wanted to do in business and, and tech. Um, and be able to have an audience for them. So I, and I wanted to, I wanted people that feel more connected and less alone on their entrepreneurial journey. Um, it's lonely, you know, so it can be. Um, so uh, as I launched it and started speaking more uh, to the world, the world talked back. And as they kept following and interacting, sooner or later, um, it brought me to a series of other people and then eventually brought me to an audience asking for a podcast. And, um, you know, my business partner at the time and I decided we would do the, the podcast. And uh, after, and I, I thought I wasn't gonna do it. I was not a podcast guy. I'm not gonna do a podcast, I'm not gonna do a podcast. And finally I said, you know what, maybe we should do a podcast. <laughs> Which, you know, taught me a very valuable lesson of, um, I don't think you can ever really run from stuff that you're supposed to do and nor can you force things that are not meant to happen. Mm. Right. So uh, we call it the hustle sold separately, not for hustle in terms of grind, 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 but hustle for um, the idea that whatever is important in your life, you're willing to do the work. And like, you know, the dream is free, the hustle separately, the, the work is done separately mm -hmm. and wanted to feature people from around the world talking about that in real time and help connect those people to the rest of the world and the rest of the world to those people and show that we're all really just the same. Mm -hmm. Well, for those of you who don't know, I've known Matt for a while. I've been following him and following the work he's doing. And I'm also part of a tribe which, which Matt runs on, on Facebook called the Alchemy Tribe. And uh, it's, it's like amazing because I've got to meet so many, not really meet, but talk to so many amazing people who are part of this tribe. Um, and you're somebody who really believes in giving free value. You're constantly doing it all the time. Do you feel that that's a responsibility for, you know, entrepreneurs generally to, to do that to their audience, to, to give free value constantly? Do you feel that's a responsibility or is that something you're personally passionate about or, or does it go hand in hand? I think it goes hand in hand. And I, I think we're living in a, in a really unique time where, um, I think we value is always being given. And I think we have to continue to keep giving value in the things that we're most passionate about. Mm -hmm. And 
let that be our reputation that builds, which then can drive into other things that we do, whether related or non-related, right? Um, mm -hmm. I recommend it be related in some capacity um, just because the connection will be there and they go, oh, it makes sense that here's, you know, a person who's constantly speaking to us on value um, or giving us valuable content to consume um, in this specific area and um, oh and now he or she launched this and yeah. let's you know wow he's listening to us he just created an app for this and I would love to consume it or oh um, he just launched he or she just launched you know uh, a clothing line or uh, or uh, you know they're now a part of this venture and they want all of us to support it it makes sense that he would do that um, so I feel that um, giving away value establishes a connection and uh, positions a person for like why they're doing what they're doing. And then the return is the fact that um, the audience will get involved at one capacity or another. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And tell us a little bit about the, the tribe and the work that you're doing, um, you know, in terms of the courses and like it's helping brands accelerate and bringing people together. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, um, I'll try to give the short version. <laughs> That's so good. I, I, I come from a very heavy tech, internet, digital marketing, um, international business background, all converged. I love business, but I love digital. And I, I was at that start kind of of that, you know, that era of let's go against the grain, you know, let's, mm -hmm. let's, let's be rebels and, and really, um, know look at, at digital as the future right and so um, I had a lot of really great experiences I, I, I had a startup in my 20s and then I um, I work with big brands like Louis Vuitton and Moet Hennessy um, with brands and understanding how do they translate what they do in the physical world and a digital world and connect with millions of people around the world so um, and then of course I built my own online I um, I first wanted to make a community um, to better understand my audience. That was the birth of Alchemy Tribe. The more we understand the behaviors and the people that are attracted to us and the people that we're connecting to, the more value we can deliver or, or products or services or other things too. You know, but it really all comes down to how do we bring people together and also understand like what's going on. Plus, I wanted to do stuff that was very different. So when I created Alchemy Tribe, I wanted to bring a lot of entrepreneurs and creators and artists, you know, together into a community where they can feel like, and, and make it private to, anybody can join, but make it private, you know, mm. where it's a safe space to kind of talk about um, areas in both life and in business that people are getting stuck on, right? Because more often than not, I feel like people don't ask for help mm. because, um, any number of reasons, shy, uh, scared, um, don't want to look like they don't know the answer, you know, whatever it might be. But when you make a place safe for you to be like, hey, I'm like my head's on the game today, like and my habits suck, anybody recommend this? Or, hey, I'm trying to do this in my business and I just don't know what to do, um, what do you recommend? That's why communities are so powerful online. That's why what you're noticing with masterminds and communities and all the stuff all over the world is that that's how people are able to feel like comfortable opening up 
Um, so that was the birth of the Alchemy Tribe is I wanted to A, get to know my audience better and B, have a place where we can all connect. And then see the future, you know, is digital. The future is networks, um, right? So like you can meet um, amazing people, amazing resources, business opportunities, life opportunities, travel opportunities when you have a community. Mm. And so what starts to happen, you start to see different people use each other's businesses, use each other's, not use, like, you know, um, support each other's businesses, support each other's uh, journey. Um, you know, you get a thousand, two thousand, three thousand people in a community, all of a sudden, um, when they rally to your other content or your other work, you know, now you're not alone and you're able to grow, you know, with whatever it is you're doing. So I did that. And um, that led me to understand other things that, that people needed and wanted. Um, and so I then moved into one of my, my first courses, which I had said I was never really going to, I didn't, I didn't. I love online education because mm. we can learn things so much faster from good people and implement right away. Sometimes the world is kind of, the marketing side of it has kind of you know, take it a little bit, you know, using the word so much and some programs are good, some not so good. So I was a little hesitant, um, but I did it because you have to, you have to, you can't, you can't let other, ex, you know, factors affect you. Right. So, yeah. um, I done a lot of d discovery work and I found that people were kind of struggling to not only, um, have their own, um, they were, they were struggling in the launch of their brand or in the scaling of it. That seems to be the two areas that most people have. Like, I'm out there, now what? Or I'm growing, but I'm doing too much and something isn't, like, resonating. I'm, I'm missing some things. And that's mm -hmm. it, it's true. There's two. There's the positioning side and really kind of doing some things strategically. And then there's the other side of, okay, what I had to personally learn, which is how do you – how do you do things in a less overwhelming way and use more systems and, um, you know, to work for you yeah. and to grow you, right? So I created that, that I called it Brand Alchemy because I wanted it to not be just about branding, but it was about branding and messaging and legals and trademark and um, mm. marketing and advertising and, you know, systems and funnels and, you know, all these things, um, which turned out really, really cool. And it actually led me to even more of what I realized with um, where people get tripped up the most. And so that's leading into even new venture as well, uh, or expanded, I should say. Mm. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've got your hands in like multiple things. It's, it's amazing. But did you always have this, this spirit of wanting to be an entrepreneur or, or did, was it something that you were heavily influenced by or who were your inspirations while you were growing up? Yeah, uh, and, I, and, and I will say too, I think it's good to have your hands in several things, mm. but I've also learned to really move a lot of things off the table. Right. And to your audience, just so that they know some things work and they, they're good, but if they're not, um, if, if it's more if it's more, if it's, if it feels like more forced work than anything, mm. that's a signal and that maybe it's a good experience and you can say, okay, I learned a lot from that and move it off the table because I'm yeah. always experimenting with things too, you know, and yeah. I think that experimentation is so important. Um, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be that major, major win. That's like 
your, you know, your multi-million dollar you know, massive thing. Yeah. Sometimes it could just be a, a small success that you're like, well, I learned a lot and it was good, but um, you know, it's, it served only for a certain time. So yeah, it out there that, you know, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, uh, I come from a very entrepreneurial family. Uh, a lot of entrepreneurs in my family. I'm a third generation at this point. Oh, wow. Um, my family is very, I love them. They're very unique in that um, they've always pushed boundaries, tried new things, each in their own way and in their own um, you know, context. Uh, and so I think being born into that, you, you're just naturally around problem solvers and movers and shakers, people just trying to do different things. Doesn't mean it always works out, by the way. Mm -hmm. I've been around on some of, some of their not so good times too. <laughs> um, and uh, which has been interesting because of our own personal growth, what we learn sometimes by absorbing that at a very young age. Mm. So, yeah, um, I started very, very young. I mean, I think that it started really coming out in the seventh, when I was seven years old. Um, in terms of that entrepreneurial spirit, I actually had like a, uh, I would have bracelets made, it was friendship bracelets. Um, it's funny, I realized when somebody offered me money at school for it, I, I was like, I got the idea, like, oh, um. I'll have my mom and my sister make them and I'll just sell them. <laughs> like, wow. knew cost, knew nothing about, you know, time value of money or labor or any of that stuff. Uh, so that was like, that was where that started. And then, um, and I just kind of carried, I, my own experiences, I, I tried corporate. Um, it just, for me, it hadn't worked out. Um, I still think corporate is a, is a great place to go get really good experience. Um, I just, I wasn't in environments that were giving me that kind of experience. Looking back, I, I still, I probably, I would definitely go try it even more maybe um, to find the right environments. But yeah, so I, I've always worked for myself and figured it out or, or had really good mentors. Mm. A lot of mentors along the way, you yeah. know. Yeah, that's amazing because I think that, that, that does give you a sense of direction. And I think a lot of people would like mentors, but like you said, people, a lot of people struggle with us asking for help even or are not able to um, invest in self-development programs um, so, and, and another topic which keeps coming up for me like in discussions is, is mental health and that's something I'm really interested in as well and now I feel like in today's age there's um, maybe there was a lot of pressure before but it didn't it didn't seem like there was as much as there is now because of social media and this, this idea of you know we're constantly comparing um, other people's successes with us and and I think a lot of the pain that comes from that is self-inflicted and therefore has resulted in like you know stress and anxiety and how do you personally in in all of this in in having your hand in different things find like a sense of peace in the noise if you like and was there a point in your life where you struggled with this and how did you how did you decide to sort of break the pattern um there's been many times i've struggled with this mm -hmm. and even some that have been more recent so i i like i'm trying to be way more open about that wherever i can because i think it's a very healthy conversation to have yeah um, the outside world looks in right you have to, you have so many things going on for you and you're doing mm -hmm. this and doing that if they knew how much i actually struggled at times 
um, internally. And that's my own doing. It's actually not from any, anything other than what we sometimes create ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I used to really operate pre-HDF, HSS, you know, pre five years ago, I used to really operate from a kind of go, go, go mentality without always understanding why I was doing things. I was able to make good things happen, but they still, there was still some kind of crashing and burning along the way. I think that there's, we can only operate so long with just hustle, right? With yeah. just like go, go, go mentality. Mm -hmm. um, and the burnout is real. Um, it's easy to compare yourself to where you think you should be. It's easy to look at somebody else who's half your age, but started at half your age and think, oh, wow, like, look how where they got to at that age. Yeah. 15 years that they did before that and compare. I think that it's, um, if you're entrepreneurial or passionate and driven, what are you going to do? You're going to be hard on yourself. I was so hard on myself. I'm, I'm getting much better now at just being very flow. Um, it's been a lot of work and a lot of practice. Um, uh, what's helped me is besides all of the, the great stuff that you can read out there, I would read it and then I would implement it immediately to find what was working and what wasn't. So everything really is a process. It, it takes time. And then in this instant gratification world that we live in, we want to solve our problems right away. Well, has anybody ever actually thought about how the problem got there in the first place and how long that that might have taken to get there and how many years did it solidify into your memory? Yeah. 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 So I, I recognized um, I love my life, but there were areas where I felt like I'm forcing things and working too hard and not happy. And when that happens, that's a big deal. Because mm. no amount of success that you're going to chase that you think is going to plug the holes um, is going to, if you're not. It's happiness, you know, it's so cliche, but it is very much an inside job. Um, because if we don't, like we were talking previously, if you don't slow down to figure out what you really, what, what, what does an ideal life look like to you and what you really want and why um, you're bound to just chase a life versus live one. And yeah. I have done that probably more than most people. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when I do things that are most resonant with me and easiest for me, that has the most impact ironically, but sometimes, and sometimes we can get stuck where the things that have the most impact, that are the easiest for us that yeah. people tons the followers, subscribers, emails, this, that are great. And over here, we're trying to force something completely different. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I, to, to combat a lot of that, as we were talking about, um, I also started really just, um, having uh, a very open space. Well, I've had an open space for a lot of people for a long time for to talk about mental wellness issues, but I started having more space for myself to open mm -hmm. up and talk a lot more about um, mental wellness and um, stress and anxiety. Um, 
Uh, I've dealt with anxiety. I've dealt with panic attacks. I've dealt with um, not really depression. Um, well, it's funny from a clinical standpoint, mm. but being depressed or having depressing moments, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, like tough, tough mental situations to really get out of. Um, because when we're trying to do the work on ourselves, there's so many different feelings that we get. One minute we feel amazing that we just realized something and that same thing we just realized makes us feel guilty for all the years that we wasted, you know? Yeah. On, like, what if? What if I hadn't, you know, thought that way before and that this thing I just now discovered could have saved me time, energy, money, relationships, whatever, right? Absolutely. So you go through all these emotions, but I, I think it's so important to understand your emotional uh, quotient, like your, raise your EQ and understand your emotions and then and meditate, you know, so you can, you can slow down to actually speed up clarity and focus and intention and experiences and all the things you really do want Mm. Off of feelings versus you know just go 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 so I've, I've dealt with pretty much like so many so many issues that uh you know over time mm. you know, and it, it feels good to talk about it with people because I, I don't want people to feel like it doesn't happen you know yeah, exactly. absolutely. absolutely yeah for sure which is why I think it, it is such a yeah it's an important discussion to have Another question, which like I've been really interested in recently, and and something because I've been reading different opinions about, um, is the fact that when you decide to start a business, uh, for example, a lot of people feel like it has to be. So a lot of people would say that you need to be passionate about it. You know, turn your passion into a business, and then there's people with the opinion of, um, no, you know, the the successful business isn't what you're passionate about. In fact. It's just doing something which enables you to, to create another income flow, allowing you to then do the stuff you're passionate about. So which one do you think, I mean, which one is more truthful for you? Or do you think it is a combination of both? Because I know you're not going to like every step of the journey, even if you're passionate about it. But um, I suppose it makes it easier if you are. Yeah. Um, there's a lot in that question. Yeah, there's a lot in that question. There's a lot. There's a lot in that question. Um, mm. I definitely think it's a combination. Yeah. Combination. Yeah. The thing that you ultimately want to do that resonates with your soul that just feels right. Like, I mean, it feels so right that nobody could talk you out of it. Um, that passion for that will get you through the not so good times to get you to that end. Or I don't want to say end because the end is the end of death but like that that gets you to the the thing that you're doing for your mm. your love of life and business right um i do also believe that you have to do things that you are good at to sustain the dream over here yeah sometimes they intertwine mm. and you can use this skill set that you do for this thing over here to actually make the dream happen even more like this like learning whether it's somebody works for somebody or they do it they have another type of business that just people seem to really want a lot of um that they do really well well there's a lot of great learning that's happening even while servicing people then that talent or skill can actually also be you know supplied to the passion driven thing as well too mm -hmm. um but i also i i recommend sometimes um 
you know, let's say somebody wants to be a fashion designer. They're just passionate about being a fashion designer. Quit, quit your accounting job. Go find a fashion house that you can actually like go work with. So you're learning all the resourcing, the manufacturing, distribution, the um, the cut and sew, the um, the the relationships, everything you need. So now you're being paid to do good work for people you admire that can help feed your your um, your own fashion design work. So now it's all in a triangle. Like you're you're passionate about what you're doing, and it's and it's teaching you. But notice how doing work for something or somebody else is still feeding that that dream. You know, yeah. so I think it's really important to to be able to to um, to do the work in, in those things. And the thing that you're passionate about, believe me, there are definitely times of some of the work that I'm like, <laughs> you know, like this is like this is not the parts that I want to be doing, but I'll I'll do them because they're intricate parts to the future of that business. Yeah. In the beginning, you have to do them to lay the foundation and know and understand it so that when you do pass off those details and tasks, you know how to ask for them from people. See, I had a conversation with my friend Will talking about um, a lot of times people will, um, instead of doing the work, they'll, um, they'll, they'll only want to get um, other people to do the work for them, right? Yeah. <laughs> And even then, okay to hire, but like, if you haven't gotten into the, the intricate piece of that thing that you're quote unquote passionate about to understand the accounting side of it or the, you know, the supply side of it or, you know, how to make that thing, you know, actually come to life, um, how are you going to ask for help? or um, get better rates, get better deals, negotiate? How are you gonna get higher people? You know, you can't just go get other people to do the work for you. You have to dive into the details so you can get other people, right? Mm, very you know? true. And it's, and it's become something that now um, experience taught me that um, when I build, build out each area with the intention that somebody else I will pass that on to when the time is right but so I'll build it foundationally and even though it's a lot of work up front the upside is so huge you know so you sometimes have to do the things you don't want to get to the times that you do and you'll be better fit to have others help you along the way yeah I, I think yeah a common a common theme from the people I'm talking to seems to be, um, you know, to, to be open to learning new things and, and to constantly want to learn, I think, in whatever industry you're working in. Um, so obviously there's been moments of adversity and like we've touched upon that, but in, in, in moments which were, which have been challenging for you and, and whether it's been starting something new or just moving to a, a different level within the thing you're doing, um, how much of it has been for you um, I guess the right way to put it would be how much of it has been faith-based in the sense of uh, you having faith in it in order to like stick it in, you know, like in the, in the whole process to stick with it. Um, how much of it has been from a spiritual standpoint as opposed to a practical standpoint? Ooh, you threw in the word practical. Yeah. <laughs> right at the end. I had an answer right until you threw that at the end. Oh. We have to define practical and yeah. I'll that in a minute. Um, everything we do is um, 
having faith that our intuition is right. Our intuition is always right. Mm. Listening to our intuition is not easy. And it can be when we practice it. And so when I think of faith, I think of the ability to completely let go, but to completely understand my, where my intuition is guiding me. How do we do that? Well, that's where spirituality, meditation, and uh, exercise, and prayer, and gratitude, and all these things come in. Yeah. Because what I had come to learn, and I've spoken about this a little bit, is that our intuition is our internal GPS. It's our soul. It's like, hey, I actually know what you need. But if you think about it, that's based off of a feeling. Mm. The issue there is um, that feeling has no data. Right? And I've talked about this a little bit before on, on one of my, my podcasts, which was um, when there's no data, the body freaks out. It's like, yeah. uh-huh. like I'm not going to go do that. You know, I'm not going to go. I, you you want to go quit everything and become a fashion designer? Or you want to quit everything and become a music producer? You want to, you know, the, the body can't possibly comprehend based off of all of its learning previously from society. No, this is the safe route mm. from your upbringing from, you know, maybe any kind of trauma you might've had, maybe anything you might've brought past lives, whatever it might be like anything you're harboring inside that works constantly, that creates a programming in you that is now embedded in you that has tons of data. It's just false data. It's data from the past, data that doesn't belong to you, data from other people's fears, data from like inputs from the news media, all this false data, still Mm -hmm. data, the body still says, no, like, I have data. You do not. You're the intuition. Like, I don't know this is going to work out. Are you crazy? And here's why it's so important to have faith in the intuition. <laughs> the data and the mind, or the body, you know, and this whole thought process can come in and be like, well, what if it doesn't work out? But see, that's actually a very wrong approach. And I'll tell you why. Because what I have noticed is, the intuition is just guiding a series of uh, experiences to bring you from point A to B to C to D and so forth. Mm-hmm. We think that if it's going to guide me to uh, like, oh, like I'm going to go, I'm going to create this course or I'm going to go do this job or this consulting thing over here. Um, we think that like the body will be like, no, 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 that's not the dream. What do you mean that, you know, you're just going to allow your, your intuition to just guide you there? The intuition is guiding you to the next set of people and places and experiences, mm. which is part of the bigger picture. So you have to flow through from thing to thing to thing and allow that to, to manifest for you versus just constantly staying in a stable, you know, which isn't so stable, comfortable mm. of yeah. patterns, repetitive patterns. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, no, I can really, I can just absolutely relate to what you're saying as well, because I think for the longest time I've been um, very much trying to control the outcome of things and not realize um, the more open you are, how, yes, you do attract the right people in your life and and, and so many things. So like, I think you just hit the nail on the head right there. Um, But yeah, this has been an amazing conversation. I, I know that a lot of people are going to love this and take a lot away from it. I just want to end and, and wrap up by just asking you some very simple 
three simple questions, fun round. Um, first one being, I mean, you, you, you mentioned meditation even when we were chatting before, but what is the one thing that you do for, your, for yourself every day to give you that peace of mind? Is it now the incorporation of meditation into your routine? Yeah, um, I have a very set routine in the morning. Um, I went back to waking up at 5.30 a.m. I immediately go for a walk so I can breathe fresh air and get grounded. Mm -hmm. and then meditate and then I do gratitude and prayer yeah wow that's amazing yeah. that's amazing and when we get up earlier it allows us to have more time for ourselves in the morning yes that that's something I just decided like yesterday like I'm just slowly uh getting myself gradually into it but just to yeah every day try and make it half an hour earlier just because I don't know where the day goes um and there's there's so much to do so that's that's amazing what advice would you give to anybody who, who's thinking of starting their own brand what would be the first piece of advice that if you could just give one piece of advice what would that be um have a very strong connection with yourself and why you're wanting to do this brand because the connection between the brand express is expressing you and you're using the brand to express yourself to the world mm -hmm that's how you will attract your audience. It's yeah. not this, like when you create a brand because you're seeing what other people are doing and you try to use a lot of their messaging, it won't work the same. It can't. You can use a lot of the same theories and approaches, but it's really all about, there's a reason you're starting what you're starting. And when you understand why you're starting that thing, that's your messaging and that's your connection to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. And so as an example, it's like, if you know, um, why you're creating a fashion line or a course or uh, uh, music or whatever it might be, um, what's happening is you're able to know that the person who's receiving it, what they're going through because it's a direct reflection of you. Yeah. And if it's a direct reflection of you and you know what they're going through, then you can immediately deliver them the solution through your music, your art, your work, your course, your product or service, mm -hmm. and they will immediately start adopting it right away, usually. So yeah. that connection between you and your brand is very, very critical versus you and connecting it to everybody else and connecting to like other people in the market. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and last but not least, uh, complete the sentence. You love being an entrepreneur because. Freedom. Yeah. I love being an entrepreneur because I get the responsibility and accountability to create freedom. Yeah. And because it allows me to get in touch with all aspects of my life to make me um, a better and better person in every area. Um, because when you rely on yourself, um, you have to deal with things faster mm -hmm. and um, you get rid of excuses faster. So we get to create more freedom, but it comes with a lot of responsibility and accountability. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for having this chat and taking time out. Oh, no, thank you for having me. This was, this was awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm, anytime, anytime you want to do this. I'm yeah, gonna... of course. So I, I'll be tagging you, of course, so anybody can reach you when this does come out and if they have any questions and they can give you a shout. But yeah, thank you so much again. No, absolutely. Thank you.
And that was the end of another episode on the Elevation series. I'm super excited about next Sunday. Do stay tuned. And for all updates regarding the podcast Unplug with Annie, do follow and like the page Unplug with Annie on Instagram and Facebook. We're now on 10 platforms, including Spotify, Anchor and iTunes.